what we've got here is failure to communicate. The greatest trick the devil ever pulled was convincing the world he didn't exist. Tough, unique, bad, bold, and sassy. 60% of the time, it works every time. Everyone in this room is now dumber for having listened to it. I award you no points, and may God have mercy on your soul. Take the pain. Take the pain! You ever seen a grown man naked? Gentlemen, you can't fight in here. This is the war room. Was it over when the Germans bombed Pearl Harbor? Today, Junior. It's too late to turn back now. It's the Brian Hanks Show. Indeed it is. Hello, live and on tape from lovely Whitehall Drive here in the beautiful city of Kinston, North Carolina. It is finally Friday. It's Friday, February the 10th in the year of Lord 2023. This is episode 799, our last episode in the 700s of the Brian Hanks Show presented by Lenore Community College. My co-hosts, John Dawson and Jonathan Massey-Y, they'll be joining me at the end of the second hour today for the birthday game. But, man, we have quite the show for you today. I hope we can get it all in. We're going to do the best we can. Joining me in less than 20 minutes on the Spence Automotive guest line is our regular Friday guest and the dean of ENC Sports Talk, Mark Panicelli of 252 ESPN and The Drive with Mark Panicelli. Listen, the Super Bowl is two days away. The NBA trade deadline passed yesterday, and we have a whole lot of stuff to talk to him about in a very short amount of time. So we're going to try to uh, get all that fit in because, uh, speaking of the NBA trade deadline, we had to get our NBA expert and hoops junkie himself, Richard Clark, uh, the news director of the Carteret County News Times at CarolinaCoastOnline.com on the show with us today. I know, yes, I know he's a regular Tuesday guest, but I didn't want to wait till Tuesday to have to uh, talk to him about all these great trades that happened uh, yesterday and really over the last uh, two, three days or so leading up until the deadline yesterday. Uh, man, just can't wait to pick his brain. He called a couple of them. Uh, especially the Charlotte Hornets and uh, Mason Plumley getting traded. Uh, he, I, I didn't see that one coming, and he did, and he called it. And we're just going to get his analysis on all the uh, the trades that happened, like I said, over uh, the last three or four days. And uh, maybe we'll get some – I don't know. It's it's cliche-ish to uh, get draft grades and that kind of stuff, but I think it's going to be fun to uh, talk to Rich about it. Like I said, uh, uh, we'll have Panicelli for about half the time we usually have him since we're going to be doing uh, – since we're going to have Rich on here with us. But uh, thank you to Richard for uh, agreeing to join us this morning so we could get caught up on everything that happened in the NBA uh, trade-wise. But let me tell you, joining us live in our second hour here in our uh, little plush, well-lit studio here on Whitehall Drive, very, very excited, very, very honored to uh, have joining us uh, the new permanent police chief of uh, the city of Kenston, Keith Goyette of the Kenston Police Department. Uh, I, I'm very much looking forward to this. I've heard so much about him. Don't know him that way. I mean, I, I know him in passing. He knows me in passing. We've never really had a conversation. We're going to do that in the second hour of today's show. So uh, very excited to have uh, Chief Goyette joining us and uh, just going to talk to him. I mean, again, I said this yesterday when we were uh, talking about him coming on the show today. Just I, <laughs> I don't remember ever in my 20 years of being here of having a police chief that is this popular. Uh, and he, he's just taken off. I mean, people wanted him in that position. And I'm talking across all spectrums, uh, black, white, rich, poor, everybody. And uh, really excited to uh, have him as our new police chief. Very excited to have him joining us here this morning. If you've got any questions that you would like to ask, uh, that you would like me to ask Chief Goyette, uh, just let me know. Pop me. Uh, if you got the digits, hit those. If uh, Jump on Facebook, on our Facebook page. You can pop them on there, too. But again, uh, man, I'm excited about hearing about his vision. Man, he's already he was the inter, he's been the interim chief for a minute now, and he uh, just just his love for Kinston just comes through. I mean, he is everywhere. I don't know how he gets everywhere, but he is everywhere. 
And again, uh, joining us this morning, very excited to have him joining us here on the show as he talks about his vision. We're just going to get to know him a little bit. Again, I don't know him that well, and uh, I know a lot of you folks do, though. So, again, very excited to have Chief Goyette on. So how about that? Mark Panicelli, Richard Clark here in our first hour, Chief Goyette, Chief Keith Goyette in uh, the birthday game in our second hour. And before you know it, the show will be over. Let me tell you, yes, I've gone exactly five minutes now, and I can't believe I've not mentioned this. Uh, but we've got to, man. I know usually I'll do our, uh, uh, you know, our uh, hometown heroes and get you caught up with everything. Uh, history was made last night, and it was made last night right here on 960 The Bull and 960thebull.com. And North Lenore, I mean, this isn't one of the the great North Lenore teams. Let me tell you something. I mean, North Lenore really had their highlights back in the mid-2000s when they had Leon Best and uh, Omar Jones and Samuel Edwards and those guys that played for them and uh, went toe-to-toe with Kinston in those years. Didn't really win a lot, really, in that, in that highlight of their uh, basketball career. I mean, they made it to the regionals in back-to-back years, I believe, in 2004 and 2005. Might have been 05 and 06, but uh, they were only able to beat Kenston one time during that period. Guess what? They've now beat them twice in one season in a what is thought to be a pretty good Kenston season. Kenston's 18 and five. Two of those losses to North and North, and like I said, you heard it right here. On 960 The Bull and 960thebull.com with Barry Stallings and Harlan Neal. Listen, I got to give them a shout out. Uh, I was in the Parks and Rec Commission meeting last night, got out of it. Uh, Listen to them. You didn't just get the boys game last night, the Kenston North North boys game from uh, Harlan and uh, Barry. You really got most of the girls game too. Uh, When I joined them, uh, the second half had just started of the uh, girls game. And uh, they gave a lot of great updates during that, too. North Lenore won that game, too. And, uh, man, just I can't say enough about the great job that uh, Barry and Harlan do. We are so blessed in this neck of the woods to have just two great uh, basketball announcers. And, heck, they do great football, too, uh, right here in our own neck of the woods. And, uh, man, great job, Barry and Harlan. But, man, they saw history last night. They brought you history last night here on uh, 960 The Bull and 960TheBull.com. Got to give uh, Jason Bryant some love, too, because I know he helped out there in the uh, second half, or uh, as the boys game was going on. But, uh, man, I, I just I don't even know what else to say. I mean, uh, North Lenore, uh, you read all about the story. I can tell you this. Uh, go to encmoments.com. You can read a, a very good story there by uh, Junius Smith III, who was there on hand for the game. And uh, <laughs> like I, said, I just don't even know what to say. Uh, not that anybody had any you know, thoughts that this was going to be a state championship type season for Kinston, but this is a very good Kinston team. Uh, I'd even say better than the average Kinston. Well, you know what? I know we've seen a lot of great success from the Vikings over the past, uh, well, as long as I've been here, really, in the history of the program itself. But for them to get swept by North and Nor, and North and Nor is just having a, a me, I, I'm going to say it, they're having a mediocre season. North and Nor is 12 and 11 right now. They're 8 and 4 in the East Central 2A. They've locked down that three spot in the uh, conference tournament next week. I think they've locked down a, a spot in the state playoffs, too, especially when you look at uh, Kinston's RPI. North Door is going to be on the road in the state playoffs, but they're definitely going to be in the state playoffs this year. Great job by uh, Copperhead last night uh, in that game. And again, I'm just blown away. I, uh, <laughs> I Never in the history of them playing each other has North North swept Kinston, and for them to do it in this year of all years when, again, the Hawks, uh, they're, they're not the greatest team out there. They have the best player in Lenore County, though, and I won't hear anybody say otherwise. Treshawd Lynch is amazing 32 points last night for him and uh, i mean he had 32 of their 58 he's got a pretty good supporting cast around him and they're showing that this is a team that uh if they get hot like they did last night like they did a couple of weeks ago at kenston high school they're going to be a hard out in the uh in the uh 2a state playoffs but congratulations listen to uh my north nor uh Listeners to uh, North North fans who listen to this show and to 960 the bull and 960 the bull.com. Uh, just, uh, <laughs> God, I don't even know what to say. I mean, again, I've been here for this is actually my 21st basketball season now. And to see what uh, 
what Copperhead's done with this team, and, and especially, particularly the two wins uh, against Kenston High School. They've, they've done some very, very special things. So congratulations to the Hawks. Congratulations to those uh, to my listeners who are big North Lenore fans. You guys uh, are having a uh, very good thing. Listen, uh, Barry uh, just sent me a, a message. Barry uh, Stallings, who was at the game last night, he said it was probably the most competitive game he's ever called from start to finish. And uh, for him, listen, Barry's not a young a, a young uh, chicken here. What a, what do they call him? spring chicken? Yeah, there you go. <laughs> Sorry, Barry, I'm just picking on you, buddy. But uh, for him to say that with all the basketball he's seen through the years, that's a that's a pretty amazing statement to say that. But uh, thank you uh, again to uh, Harlan and to Barry. Uh, they uh, man, just just a great job they did last night, and congratulations again to North and North. I can't really say enough about it. Just uh, <laughs> that, I, I could keep going, but I, I feel like I'm just going to keep repeating myself. Okay, so congratulations to uh, the Hawks there. Uh, the girls also won. Uh, they are now uh, the North and North girls are now eleven and ten overall. They're eight and four in the conference. Uh, Kenston falls to ten and fourteen overall. They're six and six in league play. And then in the uh, girls' uh, conference tournament, now the girls will play at South Lenore uh, in the quarterfinals of the uh, tournament on Monday. Uh, this is according to Ryan Diesel Gieselman. And it looks like right now uh, South Lenore is going to be taking on James Keenan. North Lenore is going to be taking on Wallace Rose Hill. Kinston will be facing East Duplin. That will be on Monday night at, uh, at, at South Lenore High School. Then in the boys, uh, the games will be on Tuesday. The quarterfinal games will be on Tuesday. It'll be uh, tentatively Southwest Onslow. It'll be at Southwest Onslow, by the way, in Jacksonville. But uh, Southwest will take on James Keenan. North Lenore will take on South Lenore. How about that in a uh, conference tournament game? Then Wallace Rose Hill taking on East Duplin. The uh, semifinals and the finals will be at Kinston High School. Uh, the uh, semifinals. Uh, will be uh, starting at 4 o'clock, I believe, on uh, Wednesday at Kenston High. I'll be on the mic for all those games. And then Thursday will be the conference championship games, also at Kenston High School. So, uh, man, I listen, North Lenore uh, is going to have to beat South Lenore first, but then uh, a very good chance we'll have uh, North Lenore taking on Southwest Onslow uh, in the semifinals on Wednesday. And if they can win that game, Another chance at Kinston, and I'd love to. Hey, you tell me over at Kinston High School. I guarantee you, you ask Perry Tindall, you ask any of the guys over at Kinston High, they'd love a third shot at North Lenore, but uh, the Hawks are going to have to beat uh, Southwest Onslow first. Or, well, first they'd have to beat South Lenore, then they're going to have to beat Southwest to make it to the uh, conference championship game. So, uh, very excited about that. But again, uh, uh, the girls' uh, quarterfinals of the East Central 2A will be at South Lenore on Monday. The boys' quarterfinals will be at Southwest Onslow on Tuesday, and then the uh, uh, semifinals and finals will be at Kinston on uh, Wednesday and Thursday of next week. So uh, we'll have updates for you of all that. We're going to get coaches on here to talk about it too. Uh, man, just uh, I, this is my favorite time of the year, guys. I love, love, love high school uh, basketball playoffs. And the conference tournaments are next week, and then the state playoffs begin the week after that. So, uh, man, we've got a lot of great basketball for you here in the next little bit. Uh, how about last night? Uh, Bethel was at home last night. They lost, though, to Wilson Christian, 57-44. Uh, to 44. Bethel falls to 8-18 and 18 overall. But we do have a couple of local games here uh, tonight, as Bethel will still uh, will play again tomorrow night. Or, I'm sorry, uh, tonight, as they will take on Hilltop Christian. They travel to Durham to take them on. And then uh, wrapping up the Eastern Plains 2A, Aiden Grifton will be at Washington tonight, too. So those are your only prep games that will be going on tonight. Uh, i tell you what, let me, uh, let's thank our good friends over at, uh, at Lenore Community College. Really do appreciate uh, Lenore Community College being the title sponsor of this here Brian Hanks show. For almost 65 years, LCC has helped men and women in our area tangibly improve their lives. LCC's mission is to meet the personal, cultural, and professional educational needs of its students through affordable, accessible, and innovative educational programs. LCC has its main campus right here in Kinston at 231 Highway 58 South, but it also has satellite campuses in Greene County and Jones County. Call LCC at 252-527-6223. 
Visit their website at lenorecc.edu or visit one of their beautiful campuses in Kinston, Snow Hill, or Trenton to find out how you can change your life today. And again, thank you so much to uh, Richie Honeycutt, all the folks over at Lenore Community College, for being the title sponsor of this here Brian Hank Show. We really, truly do appreciate them for everything that they do. Uh, and again, the uh, show doesn't exist without uh, Richie Honeycutt, and I uh, hope she knows, hope everybody knows uh, how much uh, that I appreciate them uh nba uh, neither one of our guys played last night but uh brandon and uh the and the uh, new orleans pelicans they're at home today versus cleveland that game will be on espn at 10 o'clock and then reggie bullock and the uh, dallas mavericks uh they are at sacramento today and tomorrow both games at 10 o'clock you can watch that on league pass uh the lcc basketball lancers they are off until this coming Thursday uh, when uh, they'll play at Patrick Camp. Patrick and Henry try to pick up their fourth win of the season. The baseball team uh, is uh, going to play at home tomorrow in a doubleheader that begins at noon uh, against Richard Bland. Then uh, they're scheduled for a nine-inning game at Richard Bland in Petersburg, Virginia on Sunday. I'm not sure they'll make that trip up there for that because uh, I really think that uh, it's going to be rained out. We've already got some rain coming in right now. In fact, uh, as you're, as you're listening to this live at seven 15 in the morning. Uh, but, uh, it looks like, uh, there's a weather window that's opened up for tomorrow, pretty much during the day. So I really think the Lancers are going to get a chance to uh, get both those games in tomorrow. Uh, again, when they play at Patrick and Han- or, uh, when they're at home blah, 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 against Richard Bland. Uh, just uh, we'll go through uh, Trez in Carolina. They are at home tomorrow against unranked Clemson. Uh, Damian Dunn in Temple. They play Sunday at noon at Memphis. That's going to be on ESPN two. Uh, Rujan Walters in Greensboro College. They're at home tomorrow at two against North Carolina Wesleyan. Ashante Lynch in Maryland Eastern Shore. It's been forever since they've played. It seems like it's been two weeks. They're at home tomorrow against Norfolk State. Amaji Dodd in Charleston Southern. They're home tomorrow versus Radford at 530. Uh, those are our players, except for Isaac Parson and Jeremy Dixon. They played last night. Ah, and they were swept by Claflin University last night, 71-62. to IP didn't start. I was a little curious about that. He didn't start the game, but he played 30 minutes, and he finished with eight points, two rebounds, six assists, and three uh, steals in 30 minutes. Uh, Jeremy played last night. He played four minutes. He had an assist and a steal in four minutes, and I can't wait because I get to see Isaac and Jeremy tomorrow. Uh, We'll have some sound from that game for Monday's show because they are at Fayetteville State tomorrow. Uh, Linda, I, uh, Takima Parson, her whole Sassy's crew, including uh, Judge Annette Turek, a bunch of people, we're going to be down in uh, Fayetteville tomorrow for that game. Already got her tickets, man, which means I don't have to stand in line for three hours. I'm, I'm excited about that fact. That is for sure. Uh, how about uh, Dory Hines and UMO? They are home versus Lee's McRae tomorrow at 4 o'clock. Jerry Stackhouse and Vanderbilt, they are at Florida Saturday at 3.30, so have I done it? Have I done it? Yes. We've gone through all our, uh, <laughs> all our hometown heroes. We have, uh, told you about our preps, but giving you your prep sports update. Tell you what, why don't we get Mark Panicelli up here on the line with us? But as we are doing that, I'd like to thank another one of our just valuable sponsors at Spence Automotive, Keith Spence and Spence Automotive. Uh, that's where I get my car service. It's absolutely positively where you should go to located at 603 Plaza Boulevard in the old Firestone building next to the Piggly Wiggly and Big Lots. Spence Automotive is owned by local sports writing legend Keith Spence and is open Monday through Saturday at 7:30 a.m. Spence Automotive takes care of all your car care needs and also sells great tires too. give Keith a call at Spence Automotive at 252-686-5011. The next time you need your car service, when you need new tires and tell him, the Brian Hanks show sent you hell. Tell him that Mark Panicelli sent you too. Isn't that right, Mark? Yes. Tell him I sent you. <laughs> Very good. Tell now, him I sent you. Now the rumor is when P and this is what I've heard from a couple people when they walk in there and they uh, say, Hey, the Brian Hanks show sent me, uh, he charges him 10% extra. I just don't think that's right. That's not right. Right. <laughs> Let's hope that's not the case. Yeah. Let's hope that's not the case. I I I know I, I think that's the, that's some of those false rumors being <laughs> spread around in the interweb. Fake news, fake news, right? Yes, absolutely. 
Well, I tell you what, man, we've got a we've got a, a whole bunch of stuff to fit in here in a short amount of time. Uh, like I like to say, we're here for a good time, not a long time. And uh, the big thing, I got it. We're going to have Richard Clark on a little bit later to talk about the NBA trade deadline. But I wanted to get your thoughts on some of it, and specifically with uh, Kevin Durant heading to Phoenix. I mean, and I know he's. Uh, Hey, I think he's out right now. He's not going to be back until uh, right around the all-star break or maybe a little bit after that. But have we got us a super team? Does this mean, Mark Panicelli, that uh, the Phoenix Suns are going to be the, the odds-on favorites now to win the NBA championship? Well, no, because, Brian, we have the Boston Celtics, which are obviously built to win the championship. Let's be honest Preach, here. brother, uh, preach. But... <laughs> But I think he's got a favorite in the Western Conference for sure. It really, to me, the the most fascinating part of this is the Brooklyn Nets. This is, a, I mean, you talk about a disappointment. Like at one point, they had James Harden, Kyrie Irving, uh, and Kevin Durant, uh, and 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 look like the super team that was, and 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 look, let's be honest. I think they're fifth in the Eastern Conference right now. Yeah. But you talk about, like, just, just saying, you know what? We're done. This is over. But, I mean, look at them now. So they have none of those three superstars, and they're stuck with a multi-million dollar contract with Ben Simmons. Uh, I, I feel like, and again, Phoenix Suns, yes, they've now at least, and potential have moved to the front of the Western Conference favorites. But the Brooklyn Nets story is more fascinating to me because, wow, I mean, talk about just an utmost failure from the front office standpoint where, I mean, here they are now uh, totally rebuilding everything that they're doing uh, when a couple of years ago it looked like they were the favorites. They were the favorites to win the NBA championship. It's amazing. I got a little trivia here for you. According to ESPN, do you know, Mark Panicelli, how many games Kevin Durant, Kyrie Irving, and James Harden played together? I think it's 16 or 17, something like ding, that. Ding, ding, ding. 16 games they played together. All the money that Brooklyn spent, all the hype, all that, and the three of them ended up playing 16 games together, dude. And that just... <laughs> Come on, man. I mean, that, that, I mean, yeah, a lot of it was due to injury and well, well, not a lot of it. Some of it was due to injury, but some of it being uh Kyrie being a knucklehead with the whole, uh, and wherever you fall on the, you know, the mask thing or the getting a shot, you know, getting the, uh, uh, COVID-19 shot or the vaccination, wherever you fall on that dude, he knew that is what his job dictated that he did, especially playing in New York, which had some of the strictest COVID-19 regulations. Dude, I think this is going to go down in history as one of those teams that should have done, or not really should have done, a hell of a lot more than they did together, isn't it? Oh, it's totally. And, I mean, don't forget before that that Kyrie Irving took off a large portion of the season before because of uh, he, he had strong feelings about the uh, – uh, the, 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 uh, we had, we had certainly like nationwide riots and the, uh, January 6th thing at the Capitol, et cetera. But the truth of the matter is, I mean, Kyrie Irving is, is that, that's a whole other story. But I mean, I think that, you know, when you, when you look at that part of it, I, I think he was the, the, the linchpin, if you will, in the whole thing. I, I, I mean, Kyrie Irving's had his, or excuse me, uh, Kevin Durant's had his injuries. And, uh, and I think that certainly played a huge part. But Kyrie Irving has seemingly always either had an injury or some sort of absence that he needed to take. And I think we even talked about it uh, earlier in the week on my show about the fact that this is just, I mean, he left Cleveland in shambles. Uh, Boston was reeling to figure out what happened. Now, now it's Brooklyn and now Dallas is going to take this on. Uh, I think that's a huge part of it, but, uh, but, you know, I think back to the fact that Brooklyn, 
you remember this, this team was in New Jersey for so many years. Uh, they moved the team to Brooklyn, and one of the probably dumbest things, that, and again, I'll, I'll say this being a staunch Boston Celtics fan, was when they took on, we're going to take Kevin Garnett and Paul Pierce and trade away every draft pick we have for the next few years. <laughs> and then so you've got that dysfunction, and then you go to this next dysfunction. And, you know, and, and, and all I can think is it's just it's astonishing to think that a franchise can just go from one to the other. And now, you know, you're right back at the, at the, at the, at the building block of trying to figure out, well, what's going to happen next? Because obviously, I mean, they're done for this year. I mean, there's no way Brooklyn, uh, you know, is considered to do anything at this point now. But wouldn't it be something? Again, that voice you're listening to, Mark Panicelli from 252 ESPN and The Drive with Mark Panicelli, Monday through Friday, 5 o'clock on uh, 107.5 FM in Greenville and in New Bern. And even it bleeds over in here very well into Kinston. But, whew, that was a mouthful. But, uh, dude, wouldn't it be something, though, if uh, Brooklyn were to make a little run? I mean, they've got – I saw somebody put, uh, nobody has more role players on their team than uh, the Brooklyn Nets right now, (laughs) which is true. I mean, it really is true. But, dude, isn't there a part of you? And I know I'm a Celtics fan just like you, dude. But wouldn't you love to see – Brooklyn break off an eight or nine or ten game winning streak here with all these you know role players on their team and and maybe make a run at the you know the two or three seed in the East wouldn't that be something? Well, they're going to be. I mean, look, uh, as long as they're not playing the Celtics, uh, I'll, uh, I'll I'll consider. I, look, I think here's here's the thing. Um, now that they're kind of left with what they have. I'm very interested to see how the rest of the season is going to play out for them. But, uh, again, if you're talking about a really, you know, you talk about an Eastern Conference where it's not only the Celtics, but the Milwaukee Bucks, the Philadelphia 76ers. Uh, there's a lot of really great teams in the Eastern Conference. But uh, I definitely want to see what happens with this whole thing. And, again, you go back to the fact that, Okay, well, let's see what happens with Dallas with this uh, Luka Doncic and Kyrie Irving and Reggie Bullock and, and, Reg- and, Re- and Reggie Bullock uh, and, and Reggie Bullock and <laughs> Reggie Bullock and then uh, and then you now you put Kevin Durant with Phoenix and you know Devin Booker and and CP3. I think that's you know again it, you've got some great storylines heading into uh, into the the back half of the NBA season, but man, it was a busy NBA trade deadline without question. We had so many things. The Lakers have changed. Uh, as we mentioned, the Suns, uh, the Mavericks, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. But, uh, you know, again, I think it's, yeah, Brooklyn's kind of interesting to watch here, but you know, the problem with that whole thing is again, they mortgage so much of their future with a lot of these guys. That they've that they've tried to put together these super teams. So, you know, I'm I'm more interested to see what's going to happen with Brooklyn from an off season standpoint. What do they do in the draft? What do they do in trying to rebuild that team, et cetera, et cetera? And you know, the Knicks are actually better than uh, than we thought they were. Yep, yep. And uh, and and that and then you go back to it, and and Brooklyn should have been better. I mean, I think ultimately. Uh, and I think it was Kendrick Perkins who said this uh, from ESPN. They, there's going to be a 30 for 30, at least like a short, like at least the one hour special at some point. Uh, when you talk about the, that's probably the greatest super team that never won anything. They won one playoff series in wow. their, in their wow. history. You know, they put together that team and, uh, and it's funny because of all those players, you know, James Harden might have been the smartest because he got out of there first. He went from Houston to Brooklyn, and then he was like, "Yo, I gotta get out of here." So I'm, as I said, that's it's kind of fascinating to kind of just look at the whole, 
the whole Brooklyn Nets situation and realize that, man, that may have been the great. I, I can't think of another situation where I, re, I remember the Eagles put together that team one year with Vince Young was the backup quarterback, and they went and got Namde Asamoa from the from the Raiders. I'm probably dating myself here. This is about twelve years ago. <laughs> you, you really are, yes, but it's good. I am, but but yes. But I remember Vince Young making the comment that they were the super team and they so underachieved. And it's it's kind of like what we talk about all the time. I mean, you could put together the greatest fantasy team in your mind, but the truth of the matter is, if the chemistry doesn't work, then uh, then you're not going to get the results. And I, and that's obviously what Brooklyn's figured out. Well, 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 wait a minute, wait a minute. I'm getting ahead of myself. <laughs> Hopefully that's now what Brooklyn's figured out is that you can put together a great super team on paper, but it's got to work actually on the court. And, and obviously it hasn't worked for them in the last couple of decades or the last decade or so. Absolutely. Well, they're 33. They won last night, by the way, and they're 33 and 22 right now, which, listen, in this day and age, that's not a bad record. That's a 600 winning no. percentage. I mean, I just I wonder. You know, they they're one and zero after all these trades. Let's see where they end up uh, when the season ends. But they're solidly in the playoff hunt. I mean, they're they're gonna. You know, they're probably they're in line to potentially even host a playoff series at home. So I let, let's see what happens to them. I do. You brought it up, and I didn't want to interrupt you a, a few minutes ago uh, earlier on. I liked it about how uh, when they uh, got Kevin Garnett and uh, Paul Pierce and they traded all those picks, dude, don't forget, those picks became Jason Tatum and Jalen Brown, dude. Oh, I know. Thank you, Brooklyn Nets. <laughs> there you go. I wanted to give you a chance to show your appreciation, okay? <laughs> well, I, listen, I do want to I do I want to put a quarter in the uh, Dallas Mavericks machine. You you're right, you're talking about Kyrie going to uh Dallas now, joining Luca, joining Reggie uh and those guys. What do you think? I mean, uh and this is just you're you're an observer like me. I mean, we're we're both big NBA fans, but uh what do you think? What what does this mean for Dallas? Does this I mean, especially with all with everything that happened with Phoenix with Denver playing as well as they're playing right now, uh, I mean, and being atop the uh, Western Conference. The Memphis Grizzlies have played really, really well to this point. Mm -hmm. How about the Sacramento Kings right now, the number three seed in the Western Conference? But specifically, what does this to you mean to the Dallas Mavericks who are in uh, fourth place in the Western Conference right now? The Sacramento Kings, like not since, <laughs> what is it, Mike Bibby and Chris Webber. Yes. Have we seen uh, the Sacramento Kings? I, and this is this is my problem with the Kyrie Irving thing. I mean, he's he's in there, like you know, he's there. Uh, it's also kind of a contract situation now. I know he wants a long term contract that pays him a lot of money, and so I think some of these things are hard to read. What, what, what was our guy? I know you remember this guy. What, Albert Hainsworth? Yes, of course I remember him. <laughs> Good Lord. And, and here's what I worry about is, is Kyrie going to be the guy who's going to step in and play really good and be a good teammate and do, put himself in a situation where, you know, Dallas wants to give him a long-term contract, but he's doing it to play for the contract. But eventually he's going to fall into just being the guy that he is, like Albert Hainsworth. Wow. And so, dude, yeah, I'm, not, hey, I'm interrupting. Know. I'm interrupting you. Just say, and this is not an exaggeration, dude. You said that man's name. Don't repeat it again, dude. You get it gave me. I shuddered when you said that, dude. I'm mean, I'm not even joking. I got uh, just the. Uh, you know, like when you think of a, a bad ex-girlfriend you had, somebody will bring up her name and you just, it, it'll give you the full body. You know what I'm talking about, dude. It'll give you the full body shudder and you're like, oh my God, dude, that's what happened when you said that man's name. Please don't say it again. Okay. Well, the first couple of dates, you know, you don't know. It's like, oh, this is going well. You know, we're having a good time and we seem to have good chemistry. And then, you know, 
once you get to a certain amount of dates and all of a sudden you're like, wait a minute. Yeah, exactly. You realize this, 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 this B is crazy. How about that? I, 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 that was rated G, right? That's what you said. I'm not, I'm not going to go that far, but yeah, I think a lot of people can feel the same way. Like I said, you, I, I, it'd be interesting to see if it works because again, the Western Conference is is uh, gotten very interesting, especially after the trade deadline. And the thought of Kyrie Irving and Luka Doncic together seems like such a, uh, you know, again, a good pairing. And uh, Doncic hasn't really played with another superstar at the same time. But it's one of those things where, again, I just don't know if even what we see the next, few months or even into the playoffs is really what's going to be what's real because because it goes back to the fact that I can't trust Kyrie Irving. I can't trust him, Brian. I'm, dude, I if I, I was a I GM, mean, you know, I don't care. If I was a GM, I don't even care if he – dude, and I mean this sincerely. He may come into Dallas right now, Mark, and average – 32 points a game and nine assists and five rebounds a game and help lead Dallas to the Western Conference Finals. Let's just say that. I still wouldn't pay him because you don't know what's going to happen when he, when you sign him to that two, three, four-year contract. He could flake out like he has already four or five different times, dude. Well, man, I mean, I, I was telling the story, I think it was last night, I was at the food line in Bridgeton. And, uh, <laughs> the food line many, in Bridgeton. The food line in Bridgeton. When my phone went off and it said, Kyrie Irving is heading to Boston. Oh. And I was so excited. Yeah. I mean, yeah. Brian. I know. Dude, I'm I was with you, you. I was with you. I was like, this is the greatest day as a Celtics fan. <laughs> I'm so excited. But it was also, <laughs> go back to, the girlfriend comparison where it's like, you know, you, you see the girl, she looks amazing and, and you get the date and everything's going well. Maybe you have a good couple of dates, but I'm telling you when it was done and Kyrie was gone, I had never been so happy. You know what I mean? It was oh, like yeah. one of those, I can't wait to get rid of this person because they've done nothing but harm to, uh, and again, this is the problem with Kyrie Irving. There's never a situation where he's left from Cleveland to Boston to Brooklyn. It's never ended in 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 uh, in, in good uh, on, on good terms. And so, if you're Dallas, and again, I'm just, I think the the big reason, and I think you and I may have talked about this earlier in the week, was the fact that maybe they want to just see what Luka Doncic can be with another guy. Because the truth of the matter is, as great as Luka is, and he's one of the great players in the NBA, they're not going to win any championships if they don't have some other guys around them. Because when push comes to shove, as much as people love to talk about they don't play defense in the NBA, I, I want to tell you about a guy, you know, how many players I've seen in college be great and not be able to even get off a shot in the NBA. Yeah. Because who was the guy for Gonzaga? So who was the guy for Gonzaga that ended up with the Bobcats? Why is his name escaping me with oh, the with the Morrison? Adam Morrison. Adam, Adam Morrison. Morrison. Gotta, gotta be Adam Morrison. Yeah, dude, averaged <sighs> thirty points a game in the in college and couldn't even get off a three pointer in the NBA. And yet, I have all these these uh, <laughs> anti NBA fans talking about they don't play defense for me in the NBA. I'm like, yeah, yeah, whatever. Yeah, dude, and you talk about mess, missing on a guy. I missed on him. Listen, dude, we've only got a couple minutes left, and we didn't even we haven't got any Super Bowl talking. Just oh, real quick, man. your your thoughts: Who's going to win the Super Bowl? I've already established here on the show, and I did on your show yeah. too on uh, Wednesday. I've got the uh, I've got Kansas City winning twenty eight twenty seven. I think it's going to come down to the final drive of the game, uh, and they're going to be down. I think they're going to be down twenty seven twenty one. Uh, or something like that in the final couple minutes, and Patrick Mahomes is going to lead him down the field on one leg. He's going to have one leg in a cast. He's going to be on a crutch, and he's still going to lead him down the field and win the game 28-27. <laughs> That's my pretty – man, if, now, if that happens, you know you're going to freak out, right? Well, 
Oh my God! What's the guy's name? Walt Frazier. I'm trying to remember the yeah, guy. Yeah, yeah, or yeah, or for the uh, New York Knicks. For the Knicks, yeah. Yeah. Uh, um, was it? Okay, go ahead. Got, keep going. I'll look it up. Keep going. I got. I got the Eagles. Okay. Thirty twenty-seven. And my biggest reason why is I think they're the most complete team. When you break them down uh, offensively, great offensive line. They can run the football. They can also throw the football. But they've got a great defense as well. Not only a great pass rush, but uh, you look at their uh, uh, defensive secondary, and I feel like the Carolina Panthers should be ashamed seeing guys like Hassan Reddick and yeah. and Bradbury and those guys who are just playing at an unbelievable level. I'm I'm going to take the Eagles thirty to twenty seven here, but I think we're in store for a really really good game. And, uh, and, and and one of those that we're going to remember for a long time. And and look, that's what the NFL has become, hasn't it? It feels like every week we tune it in and we're we're stuck at the edge of our seat just waiting to see who's going to be. I, I, I think you and I talked about this. This is going to be one of those things where I feel like it's going to come down to the last drive of the game. Yeah. Oh, and that's what exactly I think it is, too. And you know the NFL wants that. Got to let you go, dude, but it was Willis Reed. Willis Reed for the New York Knicks. Willis Reed. Yeah, yeah. Yep, Sorry. Yep. And the Sorry, uh, 19 cents. There you go. In the 19. Dude, it is early, man. Come on. You're you're an afternoon sports guy now, you know? I mean, they, your brain doesn't still really start working until about 1030 or 1045 anyway, right? I'm literally going to get ready to go back to sleep. So, yeah. Good for you, man. Good for you. Listen, Mark Panicelli, dude, happy Super Bowl Sunday. Uh, you know you've got an open invitation to Paul's place up in Garner, right? I I do and uh, and, uh, and love you and Paul. And uh, I'm excited. I got my kids coming this weekend. Oh, that's so. right. That's right. You told me that on Wednesday. Hey, we uh, Shane Albee's going to be up there at Paul's. All right. <laughs> it's going to well, be so up. Shane. It's going to be a party. Listen, Mark, love you, buddy. Have a good weekend. We'll talk to you next week, okay? Go Eagles! <laughs> fly, Eagles, fly. That's Mark Panicelli on the, uh, from uh, 252 ESPN here on the Brian Hanks Show. We're going to get uh, Richard Clark joining us here in a moment. But before we do that, let me tell you about Woodman Life. I've had my life insurance with Woodman Life for, uh, man, almost 15 years. I could not be happier with it. If uh, I know if something bad happens to me, those I care for are going to be very, very well taken care of. And listen, I'm hitting that age where I've got to think about that kind of stuff. And I know a lot of my listeners are too. Listen, the beauty of Woodman Life, though, isn't just a peace of mind that I have with it, but that it's an organization that truly cares for our community, as evidenced by its donations of American flags to every group, organization, church, or government agency that needs one here in Eastern North Carolina. Listen, excuse me thanks to danny rice jared edwards and woman life for sponsoring the brian hanks show if you need a good life insurance quote or even financial advice call jared at 252-361-2414 or visit him at 1136 highway 258 north in kenston now that's beside highland furniture and across from cell auto mall and listen on the line with us right now, the uh, the news director for the Carteret County News Times, CarolinaCoastOnline.com. And, Rich, I could not wait until Tuesday to have you back on to talk about all these trades with the trade deadline <laughs> passing by yesterday. And, no, we're not going to be able to have a regular 35, 40-minute visit, but I had to get you on, and I appreciate you. And I know, dude, you're, you're crazy busy like I am. You taking time out of your schedule to join me this morning. Uh, my Joe House, my Ryan Russillo to uh, my Bill Simmons. Thank you so much for joining me this morning, dude. Uh, thanks for having me. Dude, let's just, I, hey, let's not BS around. Let's jump right into it, dude. Kevin Durant to the Phoenix Suns, where he now joins Devin Booker, Chris Paul, DeAndre Ayton. Have they now overnight become the, uh, the favorite to win the Western Conference? You got to think that the owner just made it look easy, the new owner. I mean, he literally just got the team, what, two days ago? Yeah. He's like, you know what? We need to get Kevin Durant. We'll be good. <laughs> um, but, yeah, I, I, I think it does. And and the, the part for me that I'm curious to see is this is a team that they don't actually shoot a lot of threes. They, they do a lot of mid-range stuff with Booker and Paul, which is kind of old school, really, the way things are. But Kevin Durant is probably the best mid-range player we've had in the last two decades. So they might have a hammer now. It's going to be interesting to see. I want to see what Booker and Durant look like together. 
they did have to trade a lot, you know, some of their depth for sure. I mean, oh, absolutely, they, and, absolutely. And I and I don't know if I read it from you on Twitter or somebody. And I, I'm not taking credit for this, but I heard somebody say they are one injury away though from being a 500 team. I mean, I know Durant's out right now; he's going to be back after the All Star break. But I mean, if something were to happen to Booker, uh, Chris Paul, who is just as injury prone as he can be, DeAndre Ayton's played uh, stayed pretty healthy, but. Yes, they've got, man, to me, four of the well, best five really. players. Go ahead. DeAndre Wade was hurt for a good bit last That's year. That's true. That is true. That's, yeah. But and I guess we the, Chris Paul. No, 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 I guess the fear is that, that if an injury, a significant injury happens to one of those four, then uh, that takes him down a notch, right? Absolutely. I think that really, if you want to get down to brass tacks, I think it's Booker and Durant. Uh, if they can keep those two healthy, maybe they can cobble together enough to cover the other two. Um, I think if they lose one of those two, they're in trouble. Yeah. And, and let's be realistic. Booker's hurt now, like you said. Durant's hurt now, like you said. Um, so, you know, it is, a, it is a significant gamble. Although, if I was a team guy with $6 billion sitting in my pocket <laughs> and I just bought a team, this is exactly what I would have done. I could see you if you had just six billion dollars sitting in your pocket. You would have the the first thing Richard Clark. Richard wouldn't buy a new house down at the beach. He wouldn't buy a jet airplane. He wouldn't even buy a brand new car. You would be calling around the NBA trying to find a team to buy, wouldn't you? Absolutely, and and, <laughs> sa- and sadly, I would probably be like Jerry Jones because I wouldn't hire a general manager. I would do it, <laughs> so I'd probably be really bad at it. You know, we'd see. But I would definitely be in the middle of all that. I would be your uh, director of personal, what, of uh, player development, though, right? Yeah, yeah I mean, you can, you can be that or the GM, <laughs> whatever you want to be. We, we call it whatever you want, but I know what I'm doing. Oh, I know, dude, I know. Let me ask you this, and this is something I, that I had you on Tuesday. Uh, I, did, I don't know why the hell I didn't ask you this on Tuesday because Kyrie had already been traded at that point, and now Kevin Durant's been traded. Two guys that were elected Eastern Conference All-Stars, and now they're in the Western Conference. How does the, All- how does the NBA, how does the All-Star game uh, deal with that, Rich? Well, they don't, they're not technically East-West anymore. Oh, you know, they do that thing where they pick, so I don't know that it yeah. really matters. I, if, put it, it would matter if I was one of the guys on the East that was like the 11th guy, whatever the number was, the cutoff. I'd be like, well, wait a minute now. Can I get in now? <laughs> um, you know, if it was that, but I you don't know, know that I it matters. I thought about that. You're right, Rich. I hadn't, because they'll do Team LeBron and Team Giannis, and right. they draft. Right. I, I had told you, dude, I've been waiting for two days, three days now to ask you that damn question, and I, I should have known the answer. <laughs> Thank you, dude. No, no, no. And you're right. That's exactly it, because they don't have the Eastern Conference All-Stars and the Western Conference All-Stars anymore. You're uh, – uh, you're, you're exactly right, dude. Okay. So let's put that one aside. Uh, man, Kyrie Irving, uh, and, uh, Dallas, they looked pretty good that first game together. Didn't they? Uh, to go back to what I said Tuesday. Yeah. She's hot. Isn't she? <laughs> Mark, hey, listen, listen, you'll love this. Just had Mark Panicelli on, you know, he's our regular Friday guest and he cut short his time today. So I could have you on the show today. So thank you again to Mark for that. Dude, he used the exact same analogy <laughs> about the crazy girlfriend that's crazy hot. Then, you know, those first couple of dates you have where the man blows your mind. Maybe, you know, she, she gives you a little loving or something and just, you know, definitely scrambles your brainwaves and all that. But then, dude, you're a and, month And in. look, all your friends are telling you, man, you know what you did, your homeboy? And you're like, nah, man, she's hot. And, you know. And then, what, uh, two months, three months in, she's throwing your clothes out the window and setting them on fire in your yard. And, That's you know, right. and has, hu- right. has hooked up with one of your boys. I mean. Uh, she, she's throwing a drink on you in front of a club in D.C. <laughs> right in the valley line. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Wait a minute. That sounds like something that might have happened. <laughs> That that might have happened allegedly. <laughs> there you go. There you go. But uh, but Kyrie, he did look good, man. I watched some of the game. I know you did too. I mean, how about Reggie having his best one of his best games of the season with eighteen five rebounds, six assists, two steals, played forty one minutes without Luca, and they win that game, dude. They, Dallas might be a little bit improved, dude. Well, I think it was. 
our guy that might have said this, and it was 100% true, uh, I thought it to the beginning, is the basketball IQ with somebody like Kyrie is, is just so off the charts that he can make himself, you know, look like he's been playing with him forever. Uh, and he looked fantastic. Now, we all know that this ride comes to an end pretty quick. <laughs> yes, but it does. At the end of the day, I mean, look how good he looked. And he looked like he'd been playing with him for months. And he literally was there for like 10 hours. Wow. So, I, I got to ask you this, dude. And this is something I brought up to Panicelli, and I got his response. I'd love to get yours. Let's say this whole Kyrie thing, he comes in, he averages 28 nine assists, six rebounds, takes them all the way. Let's say to the Western Conference Finals where they inevitably lose to Phoenix, who I do now think is going to make it to the NBA Finals. But he takes them all that way. You're the – you you are Mark Cuban for a moment here, Rich. How – you know, and, and say he's kept his nose clean the whole way, all the way through May, the end of May, close to the beginning of June. And, you know, he comes, at, he comes to you with those puppy dog eyes and says, hey – uh you know, I'd love to have that three-year contract, you know, max con- super max contract. What are you going to do, uh, uh, Richard Cuban? So, we got to the Western Conference Finals. You got to the Western Conference Finals, and it was a seven-game seven series, dude. I think you got to give it to him. <laughs> I mean, that's why, that's why I would never trade for somebody like that. Yeah. I wouldn't trade for him or – Look, my my, you know I love the league. I, yes, the worst kind of the worst kind of player to me is the guy that is a team destroyer that shoots a lot, that doesn't play defense, that only cares about himself. Uh, I I just they're the stereotype of what everybody that dislikes the NBA thinks the entire league is about, and they're not. They just get a lot of publicity, like Kyrie, Mister Flatter. So, I I mean, but your hands are tied if you get that far and you've already invested in him. I think that's the, the the negative to doing this move because even if it turns out positive, short of a championship, your hands are tied. Well, I, dude, that's one. You kind of, if you're a Dallas fan, I don't know. I guess you're of two minds here. And then, you, dude, you and I are natural Dallas fans with Reggie playing. Well, I'll, I'll speak for myself. I'm, I'm assuming you are too. But with Reggie playing at, uh, with Reggie playing at. Uh, Oh gosh, dude! We've uh, just realized we've got knocked off the knocked off the air here for a moment. So let's uh, get this thing reset. I know, dude, drives me crazy when this happens. But executive produ- producer uh, uh, Linda Whittington uh, pop- popped her head in here and let me know. But you know what? We'll it'll be the full thing in our three o'clock hour and uh, or in our three o'clock hour and then on the uh, SoundCloud feed. But anyway, anyway, U.S. Cellular, you can go straight to hell. Okay, am I allowed to say that? <laughs> Dude, it is what it is, man. I mean, everything else is working great. It's the freaking Wi-Fi or the MiFi Wi-Fi card from uh, U.S. Cellular that does this. Anyway, uh, what I would, you know, with us being Reggie fans, with us being uh, quasi-Dallas fans, I hope it's one of two extremes. I hope he comes in and just, uh, he already had one good game to start, but I, I hope he totally bombs out, or I hope he does what we said and, you know, goes 28 eight and eight and leads them to the Western conference finals or heck even the, the NBA finals this year. I hope there's no in between that, uh, gives, uh, you Richard Cuban, uh, pause to reflect on it, you know? Well, how great would it be if we got to see Booker Durant against Luca Irving, Kyrie in a, in a significant playoff series? I mean, how great would that be? Oh, dude. Cause you know, I don't care how good of friends they say they are. That had, that whole thing in in Brooklyn has got to leave a bad taste in everybody's mouth. Yeah, it just has to. Um, so I, I really, Kyrie is so talented. Again, so hot. You know what I mean? I, I just don't know. <laughs> you know, it, it's like it really is like that girl that's just so hot you're willing to overlook everything else. It's really the <laughs> most most complete analogy I can make. I want to give you another analogy we use on Tuesday. You know, she's so hot. She smells like strawberries. You'll even ride in a car with her when she's driving drunk. I mean, dude, you know, there are people who will do that, you know? (laughs) Uh, I don't know who those fools are, but... (laughs) 
Oh God, I tickle myself. Okay, we've talked enough about the two major trades. I want it. We've got a, a solid five six minutes here before we get uh, b- before the end of the first hour here. Uh, what are some of the other trades and other moves that were made yesterday, and maybe even a couple of days before the trade di- deadline yesterday, Rich? That that uh, turns your head. Um, Sadiq Bay going to Atlanta might end up being a good move because he's been playing really well, um, and they need some shooting. So maybe we'll see how that plays out. The Lakers, obviously, man, um, I think they did pretty well, all things considered. Uh, with what they had to give up, and I mean, I don't know that you can argue with that. Uh, a lot of a lot of moves well, t- tell made. People, tell people what that move was, though, or all those moves. Well, the, Lakers, the Lakers, Beasley. Yeah, they ended up with, with Beasley, Vanderbilt, uh, Mo Bamba, and the D'Angelo Russell, and they basically got rid of Patrick Beverly, Russell Westbrook, which apparently was the key, and uh, two other, and John Juan Toscano Anderson, and I can't remember the other guy, but it didn't matter. He was, you know, he didn't play a whole lot. Point to that is they got better and younger, uh, and I think they needed some guys that had some talent, and they got rid of Westbrook. Uh, by all accounts, who was extremely unhappy there, and was just sucking the life out of their locker room. Well, what I know you had to have seen the memes yesterday. And I know that the Clippers traded uh, John Wall to uh, the Houston Rockets basically just to get him off the roster. And then the Rockets aren't – they're going to, uh, I guess, do a, a – what do you call it? Not a bailout. What do you call it? Buyout. 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 Where did I get bailout from? But a buyout with him. But you had to have seen the memes yesterday of John Wall who just – talked about how trash and that's quote unquote trash just trash that uh houston was you you had to get a chuckle out of that that the clippers uh traded him to the rockets what just a week or so after he was on that podcast talking about him yeah it's a pretty bad look (laughs) it's a horrible look but i don't know if you're where does i dude we have vested interest in john wall i mean he's a raleigh guy i've obviously made the total mistake of saying he was going to be the comeback player of the year this year. He didn't live up to any of that. Is John Wall done? He may not be done because there are teams that need some help. I mean, you know, does he end up with somewhere like Miami or somebody like that just needs a shot in the arm? I guess it depends on, you know, the the downside for guys like Wall and Westbrook is their stubbornness to be who they are is what got them to the league. But now when they're older and they're expensive, that stubbornness is what's going to get you run out of the league. Yeah, um, You're not willing to adapt to a different role. And you're not the guy you were. You're just not. Um, Wall had – we'll be kind since, you know, you worked with him. Um, <laughs> well, I did. I, he, don't any, I don't any longer, okay? Okay. Well, he, he, he didn't have very many moments. He had a few moments where he looked okay, but he just didn't look very good. Um, he just didn't. Uh, to me, he looks washed, and I, that's probably a harsh way to say it. But I mean, you can say the same thing about Westbrook. How bad does he look? Yeah. So, well, but dude, he was averaging, and I mean, yes, I'm going to take up for him. I mean, I, dude, he, he wrote a check for me for what uh, the right. last six years. So I mean, but not just that. I, I like him as a player anyway. But dude, 11 points a game, five assists, two and a half rebounds. Those aren't in, uh, in limited minutes. In limited minutes. In limit, exactly. In limited minutes. Didn't play a whole lot. I just, I don't know, dude. I would like to see him. I in, I don't know. I mean, Charlotte doesn't want to win any games. I do want to get a, a minute or two of Hornets talk from you here in a moment. But um, I, uh, I don't know, dude. I don't think John, I mean, is John Wall the John Wall of five or six years ago? Oh, heck no. I know better than that. But, dude, I really thought he was going to make a significant contribution for the Clippers, dude, and he didn't. Yeah, I'm a little disappointed as well. I was hoping he still had a little bit left in the tank, uh, but apparently he did not. And again, some of that is, you know, one of the things that gets lost in, in the NBA is in professional sports, we get caught up in the LeBrons and the Tom Brady's and all that, but really it's about fit because everybody's good. Every single person in there is good. You can take the 12th guy on any NBA team, take him down there to Woodman Center, and he would scald y'all. Just absolutely light y'all up. So that being said, it's about fit. Do you fit what the coaches want? Do you fit the other pieces around you? 
Um, and if you find that good spot, then you look like a star. And if you don't, you end up, you know, getting waved, as it were. Where does Wall end up? I mean, if right now, if you had to look in your crystal ball, where does he end up? I mean, it, for him, hopefully it's somebody like uh, Miami, but it's also highly probable he's out. Yeah, that's that's true. Okay, real quick, uh, dude, you called it right here on the show on Tuesday. You said Mason Plumley would be gone from the Hornets, and they did have <clears> – <throat> excuse me. In fact, he ends up with the Clippers. Tell us a little bit. Uh, I mean, Charlotte did the right thing, right? I mean, they get Reggie Jackson, uh, who <laughs> they'll, they'll be rid of his contract at the end of the year. They did what they needed to do, right? I, I guess. Um, yeah, sort of. Okay. It, Charlotte <laughs> is just, I don't know what Mike's doing, to be honest. It's a wasteland. Um, yeah, it is. Uh, you know, you, yes, getting rid of Plumley was smart move. Bringing Reggie back, Jackson Black back was not. Yeah. Um, I don't know what you're trying to do there. You should have gotten rid of Rozier if you were going to go that direction. So I don't know. I don't know what they're doing. But I guess on that half of the move, getting rid of Plumlee was right. And it was a good pickup for the Clippers, I believe. I really believe it's going to be a good pickup for them. Number one winner, and this is my last question for you. Number one winner out of this whole uh, trade deadline mess. Well, not mess. I love I love NBA trade deadline. Dude, I only follow Wojciechowski uh, for four or five days a year, and it's right around now. So I can <laughs> I can unfollow him now and get my you know my follow count down, whatever. But uh, to you, yep. the, the winner, who came out of all the trades that happened over the last week or so, and especially here at the trade deadline, who was the number one winner, Richard? Well, for basketball nerds, well, was kind of went to the weight room and did, and put Shams <laughs> in his place. They don't know what I mean by that. Yeah, I know but, exactly um, what you mean, yes. The, 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 throw out the Durant move, which obviously I like, because anytime you can get a guy that's one of the all-time greats. But I kind of like what Memphis did in getting Denard. Yeah. Um, they've been lacking outside shooting pretty badly, since, especially since uh, uh, not Dylan Brooks. The other guy came back, Bain. Desmond Bain has been hurt. I like that move. I yeah. think that might help them. So, um, for one of the little side moves or on the edge moves, I think that's the best one. Very good. Well, listen, uh, Richard Clark, thank you, dude. I mean, here on Friday, I mean, I, I do appreciate you, dude. I just couldn't wait until Tuesday. And, oh, no. You know, there would you have know been, me. Yeah, there would have been way too much time between now and Tuesday to look back on that. Can't tell you how much I appreciate you, dude. Thank you so much. Oh, no problem. Thanks for having me. That is Richard Clark from the uh, Carteret County News Times, CarolinaCoastOnline.com. As we are wrapping up our first hour of the uh, Brian Hanks show, want to thank again Mark Panicelli. Want to thank again uh, Richard Clark for joining us here to talk about the NBA. Coming up here in our second hour, the new chief of police here in Kinston, uh, Keith Goyette on the Brian Hanks show presented by Lenore Community College. <laughs> 